Today's Amr is Kuf Mem Aleph and Aleph. We're starting, we're still finishing Kuf Mem and Medeis, Neitlum Pnei Behema. And the mission is about animal care. And the last thing the mission says is, you like to take food from one animal, give it to another animal. I guess it's, you wouldn't say that it's a Tircha Shalei L'Tzairch. So the verse is, Tani Chad, that is one verse that says, Neitlum Pnei Behema Shepia Yafe. You can take it from an animal that has a good mouth, and you could put it to the animal that has a bad mouth, but not the other way. And the other Baisha says, you could take from an animal that has a bad mouth, and give it to an animal which has a good mouth. That's what the other Baisha says. Right? So the Marimah doesn't explain what's Pia Yafa, a good mouth, and what's Pia Rosa, a bad mouth. And the Brises seem to be a stirrup. Right? The first Brises says that you take from the good mouth and put it to the bad mouth. And the second Brises says you take from the bad mouth by the good mouth. Amra Abaya, no, Idi Idi, what it means is, Mikami Chamra, Lakami Torah Shaklinan. Mikami Torah, Lakami Chamra, Lakami Chamra, the Mishnah was talking about, I think, I think someone said the Mishnah was talking about the same type of an animal. But they were talking about two different types of animal. You have a shar and a chamar, right? Shar and a chamar, they're both farm animals. So both prices trying to say the same thing. You could take from a chamar and put it in front of a shar, but you're not allowed to take from a shar and put it in front of a chamar. Oh, what's the pshat? Harik tani neilfei v'hem shapia yafa b'chamar delay slaviri, v'neis v'hem shapia rab apart is slaviri. The first b'risa which says you can take from an animal with a good mouth and put it to a bad mouth, but not the other way around. What's a good mouth? A good mouth means a clean mouth. In other words, when a chamar eats, it doesn't it doesn't get the phlegm, the saliva over the food. The food is relatively clean after the chamar finished with it. When a shah eats, it gets all sorts of riri, it gets all sorts of Saliva and phlegm over the food. So what you like to do is like this. If you have a chamar, so the food is still good. So it's good for the shah. The shah wouldn't mind eating from what the chamar ate from because it doesn't have riri. So the chamar is called the pia yafa because it's clean. And the shah is called pia ram because it makes things dirty. So you could take from a chamar to a shah. And you can't take from a shah to a chamar. Vadik tani naitlam of nebehema that's Bechamar, the Lord Daik Vachel, the Nesma Behemah Shapir Yafik, a part of the Daik Vachla. So, this is what it means is like this. Pia Ram means something else <coughs> in the other Brisa. <coughs> Pia Yafa means that it could eat anything. A Chamar is called Pia Yafa because in this Brisa, Right? Because I'm sorry, Khamar is called Pia Ron because it could eat anything. Pia Yafa means it's a fine taste. Doesn't mean not talking about the the state of the food after you eat. It's talking about what type of food you mark around before you eat. Pia Yafa means a fine taste, doesn't eat anything. It just eats good food. Pia Ron means it could eat shracha food. So the Pshad is the that's what it means. So, not sure that if it's all because of the riri, 
it's just 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 a way of uh, of describing the animals. Well, the Gemara means like this: that the other brayse that says you could take it from Pira, meaning the chamar that doesn't care so much and give it to the behema. No, because why else would be the pshat? Why would you be able to take it from the chamar and give it to the behema? The chamar is Pira, right? She eats um, it's thorns and thistles and all sorts of things, and the shar. Right, so why would that be a reason why you can't give from the shar to the chamar? The chamar wouldn't be, right? Because okay, the chamar would eat it. Teretz says it has to be because of the rivi. Wouldn't it be because of the rivi? It's just it's just a description that a chamar happens to be eats. We call a chamar piyara because because it can eat anything. We call a shar piyafa because it only eats the good food. Okay. Zak the at least Rashi doesn't explain any better. Yeah, yeah. So Zak the Mishnah. Hakashal gavimita. Let's say you have straw on a bed. Loyin anenu biyada. You're not allowed to move it with your hands. Avol menaneu begufay. You're allowed to move it with your body. So when you move, it, so Rashi says moving it means to smoothen out. You want to sleep on this kash. Some Rishayim hold it means to take it off the bed. Right? You can't take it off the bed with your hands, but you could take it off the bed with your body. But um, and that would be a shtikl raya, that you'll have to like move muksa with your body. Chazanishal, not that way. The Mishabru Paskins that way, that you can move muksa with your body. Chazanishal, no, it only means that while you're doing something, like the Gemara before, you're walking in and out, so you're moving it memela. Here was a little bit. The Kashal Gavimita Rashi says, Layin and Neobiyade means don't smooth it out with your hands, because it's muksa. But you'll add to be Manea Begufai with your shoulders, Rashi says. It's tiltum outside, Layshimay tiltul. Right? And that also means like you lie down on it and you're like kind of like moving in place. But if it's, uh, if it's Machal Behema, if it's animal food, if it has on it a car, a cushion, a sadin or a sheet, because then it becomes not muksa. If you put a car in sadin, so that means that you're, this is like officially meant for sleeping on. So then it's a kli. Right? You fill a mattress with straw, so the straw becomes like a kli. But if it's just straw left over on the bed, so then it's not a kli, it's meant for Hasaka, and you're not allowed to uh, you're not allowed to move it with your hands. You can move with your guf. Still two minutes at. Machbeish shabali batim. A machbeish shabali batim. Machbeish was a press, right? Even in the olden days, they didn't have that type of irons. I don't even think that there. there was an old-fashioned iron that they put coals in it. You know, before they had electricity. They would iron with, uh, like, that's what was called, you know, an iron thing, right? That had coals. That was the forerunner of the irons that we use. I thought that they had a type of a press. Rashi describes it. There's two big boards, and very heavy. And you take the, the clothing, and you set them up on the, on the lower board. And then you lower the higher board onto the lower board. And you, uh, Kvetch, you know, you press the clothing, you have two pegs on the four corners, and like you uh, 
kind of screw the pegs into place. Right? So, it doesn't say clearly how the pegs are, um, how the pegs stay. I guess because they could be wedged into the other thing. So it's like wedged tightly, so that makes it pressed hard on the begadim, and they become pressed, right? Ironing clothing, pressing clothing, used to do then also. So, meaning, Balabatim as opposed to a kaiveis, right? An unprofessional one, a household machvesh. You are allowed to, uh, let's say you put it there before Shabbos. So you're allowed to, um, you're allowed to uh, undo it. Right? It's not muksa. It might be a klishamach delisser, but that's called the tzarech kufay because you're trying to get out the clothing. Right? right? You're not allowed to press the clothing on Shabbos, seemingly because it's like Musak and Mana. But it's like, you know, you're, you're fixing the clothing. But um, that's the Balabatim. You're not allowed to press it, right? But you're allowed to undo it because it's a Tzarek Shabbos. You need the clothing. But if you have the Kaifsim, the professional ones, you can't touch it at all. And Rashi says the reason is because it's more made the second habagadim, If it's professionally done, so it's like stira, and sounds like other thing, it's like diamond to stira, even though it's very interesting because it's meant to do that. That's what the kli is meant for. You're constantly putting it on and taking it off, and putting it on and taking it off, right? Why would that? That would sound like the derech tashmisha of the kli. But I guess since the putting it on is is a professional thing to make the clothing masakin habegadim, and you make it bechazaku mehedik, you make it very tight. So Chazal saw in that like a daima to stira. But they did undo it in Erev Shabbos, then you could take out the rest, right? You could, you could undo it and Erev Shabbos. So this, the Gemara talks about this with Lutzarach Kufa. The Gemara talks about this, 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 this Indian here. What's, what's, what's this is? Tanakamah didn't really discuss that. Tanakamah said you can't be matured. The reader says if it was already mutter, so you could do the rest. Right, what's the issue exactly? You know, the issue of total muksa. Right, this gets a little bit back into total muksa. The next paragraph is much more about total muksa. So Mar starts off, Amrav Nachman, Hai Pulga, we had this before. Hai Pugla, if you have a radish, right, a big radish, and you're putting it in the ground, to store and you want to take it out so if you put it in the ground right side up right from top to bottom shari. why? because you just pull it out and that's not even called a tiltum in side somehow that's called like near that's called near that the sound just falls off so that's matir but Mumata Lamala, let's say you have it upside down. So the white part is on top. 
So the, the, the dirt is on top of the white part. If you're going to pull it out, you're going to have to, you have, you're going to be moving the dirt that's on top of the top. It's not just going to fall off. It's not going to be like near that the dirt is just going to fall off. It's going to actually be carried together with the radish. So that's Asr. Because he owes a tiltum and atzad is Asr. Now it's interesting, right? We had in Kalakalim that Rav Nachman was Chayzer, which seems with this Gemara here. Right? The Gemara brings this name of Rav Nachman. But the Gemara there said that there was a case, a very similar case. He had the Paga, he had an unripe fig that you put in Tevin. You put in um, straw in order to make it ripe, or chararam, that you put in coals. It says in Megula Miksasa, the Bryce said if it's Megula Miksasa, you can pull it out, that's like near. But if not, you can pull it out. But Elizabeth Adai said, no, you could even take a, a, uh, a kushay karkar, you could take a pin, you know, a, what it's called, uh, something that, you know, what a skewer, right, and put it into the paga and pull it out, even though now the tevin or the gechalim was going to be moved. That's like tiltum in its hand. And if Nachman said, Allah, Rebbezimant Adai, and the Gemara says, how did Rebbe Nachman from the case of Pugla? But this is what the Gemara brings. So, Amr Avada Bar Abba, Ami Bar Rav, Tanini like Rebbe Nachman. We have a Mishnah like Rebbe Nachman. Because it says, a Kashal Gabi Mita. Now like Rebbe Nachman. Tanini like Rebbe Nachman. Because it says a kasha gave a mita lay in an air beyadam, nay be goofy from my macha behem as she kalav me nay beyadish. Mammy not, tiltum in a tzad lay shame tiltum. Why? Because he could be me nay be goofy. So that's called tiltum in a tzad. Even though it's a slightly, it's a whole different tiltum in a tzad. There's a tiltum in a tzad that you're moving with your hands, but you're moving one thing and the other thing's going along. And this tiltum in a tzad, you're moving it with your body, but the Gemara saw a dimion. They're both called tiltum in a tzad. So you see in the Mishnah, tiltum in a tzad lay shame tiltum. Shmamina. So Gemara says here, yeah, you do see tiltum et tzad leishmei tiltum. So if you, if the bunch of Gemara is about tiltum et tzad. It's hard to get the, you know, not to get all the gedarim straight. But basically, right, Taisus makes a chilek a tiltum et tzad letzarech davar aser letzarech davar amutter. Right, but um, but Taisus says it there. That's what I understand so well with this Gemara because Taisus is there. It's worse because it's like a little bit of a basis. He wanted it to be there. Right, so how would that still with Kashal Gabi Mita has nothing to do with buses, it's still to Begufai. How the Gemara know to Madame exactly? Not sure. But anyway, that's what the Gemara says. Yeah, and that's really the end of the Indian of Muks. And now the Gemara goes into a somewhat different topic, which sometimes like, I think Thais even like mentions it. Like sometimes the Gemara just gets into other types of Hilcha Shabbos without a very clear connection. Amr Av Yehuda, Hani Palpuli. If you have peppers, right, you want to have, you want to make peppers on Shabbos, you want to eat pepper, you want to season your food with pepper. So, Medik Chada Chada Bekata Desakina Shari. If you're gonna, if you're gonna crush, one pepper at a time with the back of a knife, that's mutter. Tarti asr. To crush two is already asr, but you want to crush one at a time, it's mutter. See, sometimes chazal, it's also interesting, sometimes chazal allowed different kitchen work to be done, even though it seems to be a malacha, done kalachayad, even though normally kalachayad is asr, 
I think but like kitchen work, because I don't want makeup work. You see, by Lisha also, a lot of times you could do Lisha if you just do a Shina, you don't mix it in the normal way. You mix a chassis of instead of mixing it around, where you put the other thing in first, even though Lisha is a malacha. The similar thing, right? It was hard for them if they would grind the peppers, I guess, earlier. They wouldn't taste so good. So Chazal found a way to the grinding the peppers on Shabbos. So if you assess two things, you grind one at a time, and with the back of a knife. That's Matir. Taisa says all Arichas, because he brings that, Ben said, and he brings in the Shildas Ravachai, that it's only Anyantif, it's Matir. It's only Anyantif that it's Matir. But Taisa says no. Taisa holds even on Shabbos. Anyantif, he held it's Matir, it's time to grind it, because since it's Eichel Nefesh, and it's not something which you could do uh, before you let it grind it, but uh, but we're talking about on Shabbos. So Rava Amakeva the Mishani Afilatu Vanami. Once you're Mishani, you can just do a lot as long as you're doing a Bekata de Sakina. You don't have to do it one by one. That's the Gemara's Maskana. So Amr Avuda, another din in Ilkha Shabbos, Mandis Sachi Bimaya. Someone who's washing himself in water, he goes to the Nahar. And he washes himself in water. Lin give nafshi brace of hada like. He should make sure to dry himself first and then go up. So he shouldn't go four amas in the carmelis. Right? Right? If somebody goes to. Right? Sometimes someone wants to go to the mikvah Shabbos morning. Right? He's in the mountains and there's no mikvah around. But there's a there's a lake, right? If the lake's out of the Erev, so you want you can be on the lake. And the problem is, right? You can't walk with the water on your mufuamis. So not so easy, right? You have to maybe go into the water deep, you know, try to crouch into the water and walk without being without all the water. And when you're ready to get up, it should be close to the thing. You shouldn't walk Dalanamis with the water. Right? If you're going into the water, when you go into the water, you're pushing the water for Amis. If it's just Kaychay, you're not actually moving it, it's just you're, you're, it's moving the Kaychay. The Karmelis, they were in Geyser. So that's why that would be Mutter. But to walk with the water on you would be Asir. Shallows, how much water? That's what you know. What I'm saying they say when it rains, and the problems they weren't uh, they weren't crazy. But Chai Gavna, your body is moving it right. You're not yet. You're not carrying it. It's just that your body is moving. It's being pushed by your body. That they weren't crazy. But Carmelis, what? Well, that looks it. I saw. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you don't have to tell them it's that it would be us in the around, but the camels they goes it. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, what's the hachi? What's the hachi? Why not? I thought because maybe they weren't geyser on such a thing. You know, saying it's too, you know, it's it's too dove ruggle. We're saying, oh, they were geyser, so why aren't the geyser this way? That's some stuff with the, the pshat. Yeah. Amr Abayi v'tem Rav Yudah tid shal gabi ragloi mekancha b'karka ve'mekancha b'kaisel. 
If you have mud on your shoes, right? The common occurrence in those days. Right? Now you want to come into a building, a shul, a house. You don't want to have muddy shoes. So how do you clean it? He said, you clean it on the ground. You can't clean it on the wall. I said, there was two ways to do it. They could have done it on the wall. You can't clean it on the wall. Why can't you clean it on the wall? Because it's kind of like baina. You know, when you put the mud on the wall, it's kind of like it becomes bottle to the wall, the wall becomes thicker, it has mud on it, it has like a, it's kind of like adding to the wall. It's kind of like uh, smearing uh, cement on the wall. So it's like baina. So don't do it on the wall. Don't rub your feet on the wall. Rub your feet on the ground. So the Gemara says, Amr Ava, my Tama Bukais Alaymush in the Mexico Bainam, how binyin chaklahi. Come on, it's not Bainam. That's a binyin chaklah. Chaklah was a, like a farmer. You know what I'm saying? That's like a, that's like such an unprofessional binyin that you don't even consider that a binyin altogether. Elam Rava Vaket, Makanchu Bukaisal. Go and 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 clean it on the wall. Don't clean it on the ground. Once you start cleaning it on the ground, so you might look around and see, oh, is there any hole that we could fill in? Because I was worried about that would be baina. Normally, you just clean it on the ground. It's not a problem of baina, right? Because it's just some dirt on the ground. That's certainly not baina. But if you're going to fill in holes, so that's uh, that could be a problem of baina. It my my brother Avina on Echazev Echazev Aser. My brother Avina said they're both Aser. They're both one is a Shvui Gumais and one is Baina. And Papa on Echazev Echazev Mutter. Papa said they're both Mutter. There's a Binyan Chakla. Don't worry so much about the Gumais. It's not like you're sweeping your floor or mapping the floor. We have a Kshash. You might go be a Shvui Gumais. You're just uh, wiping off mud. Not a problem. I mean, what, you're supposed to have mud on your shoes on Shabbos? Gotta be some Eitzah. You could use a stick, a, a beam. You have a wood that's on the ground, right? If it's a kaisel, a wall, it is more of a baina. Telling us mechubal a karakat is much more of an Indian of baina in such a case. You have just a, a, a beam that's tallish, there's no baina. On the other hand, there's no shvui gumais, so that's how you have to do it. You have to find the stick, a beam to do it. Amirava, leisiv inish apume dulechaya. Person is now at a sit, apume dulechaya, right where the lechi of the kaira is. That's right at the end of the eruv. Particularly, right? So particularly a lechi. You know what I'm saying? If there's a wall, so it's more of a hacker. But a lechi was less of a hacker. So you're sitting at the end of the lechi. Don't sit there. Don't hang out there. Why? Because dilim v'gandulei chayfitz. You can have your your, your 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 stuff that you have. Maybe one of them will fall out. So you kind of naturally will go pick it up. And if you go pick it up, so that will be itself. So don't sit there because it's so easy for things to go out of the eriv, and you'll right. Maybe like an eriv that's not so perceptible. So if you sit at the end of the Erev, right, if things fall down, you'll go pick them up, and I'll do that. A person shouldn't go and 
smooth and 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 take a, a kuva. I think is a barrel. What's a kuva? I think it's like a barrel. It shouldn't uh, shouldn't take a barrel and like put it firmly in the ground because you never know. You might right while you're trying to get the barrel to be straight, right? It might not go. Those days they're dirt floors. So it's not going straight, so you, uh, you'll, you'll naturally come to smooth out the ground, and that will be an issa derais of a shvui gumais. For Amarava, Lelehedekinish Ujjub Puma de Shisha. You also shouldn't take cotton and put it and stuff it in the Puma in the opening of a Shisha of a, of a pitcher. Why? Because no masla de skita. If the, if the, if the, if the cotton, as there's liquid in it, so it's going to squeeze out into the thing. So that will be skita. It's even though you're not mechadim for it, but like I guess it will be psikresha, and it will come right, and it will come in. So even though you're using it as a cover, but you shouldn't use cotton as a cover because the cotton could get wet, could have the 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 the, the water that's in the pitcher or the wine or whatever it is could be in the cotton, and then when 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 you when you stuff it up. You're squeezing it out into the pitcher, and that's schita. How is different than what we have with the barrel oil? The mishraka that is isa. Well, there it says it's asa, even according to Rav Shimon, because uh, because of sekreisha. Right? That's the chay the the pshat. But here, I guess there the pshat is it's like more if you're using that as the as 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 as, as being seisim the faucet, so it's much more likely that there's wine in it, like it's. He shouldn't hear, he's just advising <coughs> because it's a cover that it might come with a schita. Let's say you have mud on your clothing. How do you get it off? You could rub it off from the inside of the clothing. That you're allowed to do because it's not going to be a proper libun. But you can't rub it off from the outside. Right, Rashi says it's anyway not libun because you didn't put water on it, but that's a shaila. If you brush off clothing without water, could be that is called libun. Rashi says no. So Rashi just says it's exactly you might come, it might looks like libun, like looks like libun. So if you rub it up from the outside, it looks like libun, but if you rub it from the inside, it doesn't look like libun. So may say tichal gabi minoloi. What if you have tit on your on your shoe megare begave sakin? So then you could take off with a knife. So with the shoe, with the shoe, you could take it off with a knife. With the beged, you could take it off with your fingernail. And the guy says, and koshke megave sakin. Fingernail is more chamer. Or actually a cast case, but you're not allowed to rub it. You could, you could, you could peel it off. You could flick it off. But you can't rub it. My life actually a cast case klal. Wouldn't you say it means you can't be mekaskal even mifnim? No, shleikasim mechutzal mifnim. When it means shleikaskes, means that you shouldn't do it from the inside, from the outside, only from the inside. If you do it from the inside, it doesn't look like you're cleaning it. So